On today's show, you are heading with me to one of the most unusual streets I encountered in Hong Kong. I never saw it coming. Also on the Pretendomatic, we're going to check in on Ruth and her new home there in Bethlehem. I think something big's about to happen. <laughs> of course, there's the Make Your Mark segment, the What's It, Silly Minute, and so much more on the show today. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Aguilera, and welcome to God's Great Earth. I'm thrilled that you're here, and I'm excited about all the cool stuff that we're going to be talking about on the show today. So, we need to get going. Are you ready? Of course you are. Let's go! As you know by now, I love to start every single episode with a brain teaser that sharpens our brains. And of course, the cool thing is you guys send them in from all over the world. I love getting those. Okay, so the one that we have for today comes to us from Sela O in Pennsylvania. All right, here we go. You wear me every day, but you never put me on. I will change colors if you leave me out too long in the sun. What am I? Oh, wow. I got to read that one again. Here we go. You wear me every day, but you never put me on. I will change colors if you leave me out too long in the sun. What am I? <laughs> All right. There you have it. So thanks again, Sayla, for sending that in. Of course, you have a little bit of time, so you can think about it before the end of the show. As always, I'll come back and give you the answer. So in the meantime, all of you guys can think about it, and ponder, and get, take your guesses. And <laughs> when I come back, we'll see if you guessed right. Of course, remember, if you have a brain teaser that you'd like to share on the show, we'd definitely like to get it so that we can get it in the list and share it on the show. So, of course, our website is godsgreatearth.com, and if you go there, you'll see a form called Submit Your Brain Teaser, where you can send your brain teaser to us. Thank you so much for sending those in. And now it is time for the greatest adventure. Our God's Great Earth adventure today is called... A strange market. Hong Kong is a very unique city. When I went with my wife several years ago, we only had a little bit of time to explore the city, so I had prepared a list of places that we could visit. And one of them was a pretty interesting place, and unlike anything I had ever seen before. We followed some directions and arrived to the Hong Kong Bird Market in Kowloon. I figured this would be a street with a few bird shops, but <laughs> that was very wrong. There were dozens of stores and shops, all of them selling birds. Just try to imagine for a moment what the streets sounded like. There were tiny birds, and large birds, white birds, colorful birds, quiet birds, noisy birds, birds that were pretty peaceful, and birds that were constantly fluttering around. Each shop was jam-packed from floor to ceiling with cage after cage. Each one with a single bird. <laughs> there were so many birds there. Now, the Chinese traditionally like to keep birds as pets, and many people still do. What I found interesting was that nearby there's a park where some of the old folks love to come with their birds in cages, and they come to take their birds for a walk, <laughs> much like you would take a dog for a walk in the park. Obviously, you can't put a leash on a bird, though, and it's too risky to take the birds out of the cage so that they can stretch their wings because, you know, they'd fly away. So many of these birds, they've just lived in captivity their entire life, and they don't even know that they're captive. The enemy wants us to live as captives, too. He's also hoping that we just don't realize it. 
He wants to tempt us to get hooked on sinful or hurtful things. He figures that if he can get us to try something, maybe we'll get hooked and addicted. Something that'll hurt our health, hurt our family, and even waste money that we really need for important things. Be careful what you drink or eat or smoke. Stay far away from drugs. Don't fall for his traps, because otherwise you might end up being trapped in his cage, hooked on all these destructive habits. And if you already know they're destructive, don't even take a chance by saying, eh, I'll try it. Just ask God to help you stay far away. Alrighty, it's time for the what's it. What is that thing I heard? This is a game, of course, where I play sounds and you try to guess what they are. And of course, I give you a clue, which is the same clue I give you every episode, which is this is something that God made. It is something in nature. Hopefully the, that same clue every time is helpful. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here is today's sound. All right, <laughs> you heard it. Think about it. Maybe you know what it is already. Maybe you got to think about it a little bit. Of course, I will come back at the end of our episode together to reveal the answer so that you can see if you got it right. Alrighty, everyone, it's time to visit the Pretendomatic. That's my pretend time machine. Oh, Bible characters were real people that lived so long ago. But I just really love having fun with our Pretendomatic that lets us have fun pretending to go back and talk with them. And last time we were together, Ruth was telling us about moving to a new country with Naomi and arriving in the fall when it was way too late to plant food so that they can eat. So let's jump ahead a few months to see how it's been going for them. Let me uh, turn on the pretendomatic here and enter our coordinates. Alrighty, we made it! Oh, and there's Ruth right there! Hi, Ruth! Hey, it's Rich! Hello again! It's been a few months! I hope you are doing well! Yeah, I'm doing great, but I'd like to know how you are doing. It seems like last time we spoke, you had just moved here to Bethlehem, and you and Naomi were pretty stressed out about how you guys were going to survive, especially arriving during harvest, you know, heading into winter. Yes, that's right. We were pretty worried about the unknowns ahead. We had no idea what was going to happen to us, moving to Bethlehem, and for me, not knowing a single person, uh, except Naomi, of course. So, what did you guys do? Well, fortunately, Naomi did know some people. Plus, she still had some old family connections here in Bethlehem. Oh, wow, awesome. I'm sure that helped a lot. It did. Right away, we were able to find a place to stay and some basics to get us started. Who all did you guys have in town still? Well, it turns out her late husband, Elimelech, had relatives here. One in particular whose name is Boaz. Perfect. So you guys are off to a decent start. So what did you guys do right away about uh, getting some food? Well, I suggested to Naomi that I go into the fields. To the fields? The, the ones that were being harvested? Right. As the harvesters pick up the grains, they often drop pieces and they don't bother to go back to pick every single one up because it slows them down. They just leave them there. I get it. So then you simply follow a little ways behind them and pick up whatever they drop, which they basically were throwing away and leaving there anyway. Precisely. It was very good for us because it was basically free food. Nice. Well, that, that's a big deal. Absolutely. So 
Naomi was very thrilled every day when I came back with a basket full of grain that I was able to glean from the ones dropped. Now the part that we discovered later was that this one field that I was gleaning at ended up belonging to Boaz, that relative of Naomi's. Oh, perfect. So that's a great situation then. I'm sure he's not going to have any kind of problem allowing you to glean from his fields. You guys are practically family, so gleaning must have gone very well then. Well, you can say that, because then it got a lot better. A lot better? <laughs> what do you mean? Wh what happened? What changed? Well, Boaz had been out of town, and when he got back, apparently he saw me following around the harvester and gleaning from the dropped grains. Right, and? Well, when he saw me, he asked the workers who I was, and the one main overseer told him I was Ruth, who had come back to Bethlehem with Naomi. Ah, nice. So he's making the connections here. Right. But when he found out that I was the one that had come back with Naomi, Boaz told his workers to make sure I wasn't bothered and that I could glean all I wanted. Awesome. He even told them to let me go drink water from the jars, to rest in the shelter, whatever I needed. That is so cool. So you did that? Yes, but uh, first of all, I was super curious about why he was treating me so nice. So I got up enough courage to finally go and talk to him. Wow, cool. Seems to be going well for her, but uh, I do wonder how that's going to go when she actually goes and talks to him. Well, we'll, we'll come back to the pretendomatic here in a few minutes. Hello. I'm always looking for ways to help parents connect their kids to God. This show is one way. And books are another way I try to help with by writing fun, engaging Bible storybooks, especially my Bible Time Adventure series, which always features a couple of local fictional kids that witnessed a Bible story. The first book in the series is Firewalkers, and I'd love to give you a free copy to try out the series. Just go to our webpage, godsgreatearth.com, and click on Free Book Offer. And I pray that our reading materials can also be a blessing to you and your family. Alrighty, everyone, it is now time for today's Random Nature Fact. Because today we're going to try to understand tides. No, I'm not talking about the laundry detergent. <laughs> I'm talking about the bizarre phenomenon that happens all over the world in our oceans. Have you ever wondered why there's low tide and high tide? We know winds and currents move the water along the surface. But what makes the surface elevation vary so much? The highest variation is in the Bay of Fundy in Nova Scotia, that's in Canada. This bay experiences about a 43-foot variation from low to high tide. 43 feet! That's amazing, considering that the average around the rest of the world is about 3 feet. So what's going on? Well, a high tide is a bulge of water created by the gravity of the moon, as well as the sun sometimes. Just like the gravity of our Earth causes things to fall towards the ground, the moon also has gravity that causes the oceans to swell up when the moon is directly above that spot. So, as the moon orbits around the Earth, the swelling ocean moves around with it and causes the height of the ocean to rise and fall. Wow, it's kind of cool. Since the water on the planet is spread out so evenly, when the oceans that are facing the moon experience high tide, the sides that aren't facing the moon experience low tide. Now, when the moon and earth and sun are aligned just perfectly right, 
it causes maximum tides, such as that 43-foot variation in the Bay of Fundy. Pretty amazing, just like this whole planet Earth that God created. Super cool. Alrighty, everyone, it is time for a humor break. That means it's time for Silly Minute. I've got three great jokes for you today, and the first one was sent in by Nathan in Connecticut. Here we go. Why did the Scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> Get it? He was outstanding in his field. <laughs> That's good. Thanks, Nathan. <laughs> okay, I've got two other ones. These were sent by Johan L. in Kettering, Ohio. All right, the first one is, how do you know an ocean is friendly? Because it waves. <laughs> you get it, the waves. <laughs> All right, and here's the last one. What is the most musical part of a fish? The scales. <laughs> the scales. Oh, man. Oh, those are great. Thank you so much, Nathan and Johan, for sending those in. It's always great to get the giggles out here at the halfway point. And remember, if you've got some squeaky clean jokes that you'd also like to send in and share on the show, please go to our website and you'll find that form that says, Submit Your Silly Minute Jokes. Can't wait to get them. And now it is time to make your mark. How many languages do you speak? In my home, we speak English and Spanish. When I was in college, I also learned French when I lived in France for a year. As I've traveled to various places around the world, I've experienced the benefits of speaking a few languages. Language statistics say that there are about 1.1 billion people in the world that I can communicate with, with my three languages. <laughs> wow. In 1997, Madeleine Albright became the U.S. Secretary of State and the highest ranking woman in history in the U.S. government. Cool. The Secretary of State is the President's number one advisor on foreign policy. How many languages does she speak? Six. Whoa. I went to see her speak several years ago before she passed away. It seems like she really worked hard for peace. When your job is to help there be peace and understanding between countries, it helps when you can speak their language. But it's tricky though. For example, when a person that speaks English is trying to speak in Spanish, one of the funniest mistakes that you can make is saying I'm embarrassed by saying estoy embarazado. It seems like it kind of makes sense, but you're actually, instead of saying you're embarrassed, you're saying that you're pregnant. <laughs> of course, that's a funny example, but one of the jobs Madeleine Albright had was to help countries understand each other in favor of achieving peace. She often commented on the challenges of her foreign relations. She once said, there are gaps. We're trying to narrow those gaps. No one likes to be misunderstood, especially when peace is at stake. The differences between languages are already big enough. And add to that cultural differences and whew, suddenly achieving peace is even more complicated. For most of us, we're just seeking peace between family members or friends. When you're trying to do that, Try these suggestions. Avoid anger. Be humble. Be generous. And remember, God has called us to be peacemakers. Alright, let's get back to the Pretendomatic and our talk with Ruth. Okay, so you get enough courage and you finally go and talk to Boaz. Right, 
pretty scary considering he's a very important and wealthy man in town. And technically, he was Naomi's relative, not mine. So I wasn't sure what he was going to say. So then you went. Uh, What happened? What did you say? Well, first of all, I thanked him for his generosity and for allowing me to follow his workers and pick up the grains and even drink their water and all that. And then I asked him, Why are you so kind to me when I'm a stranger from a foreign land? Wow, so you spilled your guts? Spilled my guts? Uh, You came out and said what was on your mind? That's right. And then he told me that he had heard about what I had done for Naomi, not leaving her alone and coming here to Bethlehem with her to help her and to keep her company and all that. Wow, I guess the word spreads. It did. He knew all about me. He also said, May the Lord repay and reward you for the good things you have done. That's so great. I'm so happy that you found a friend that was kind to you. Yes. Afterward, I found out that he had even told his workers to make sure they allow me to glean all I wanted, and that he even told them to drop some extra grains on purpose. Wow. He was really looking out for you. And God, too. Yes. It was amazing to see how God was helping us. What did uh, Naomi say when you went home and told her about what happened? Well, when I got home and Naomi saw how much grain I had brought, she was very surprised. Of course, I told her that it was Boaz, and I told her the whole story. Oh, that's really amazing. Wow, so cool. Of course, she reminded me that he was one of her relatives, and actually, technically, one of Naomi's guardians, since her husband had died. I see. So that makes sense why he was so happy. You you were helping him take care of Naomi, which is one of the jobs he was trying to do anyway. That's right. So ever since then, I've been going every day to glean at Boaz's fields with the workers and the other ladies there. And every day, I do very well picking up grains for Naomi and I. I'm so glad. You guys are in a good setup. Yes, it's true. But Naomi was still not satisfied. Really? What? Why? What did she say? She's such a loving person. She was still looking out for me. She was worried that all I was doing was caring for her. But she wanted me to have my own home, my own life, and all that. Wow. That's so selfless of her. Yes, that's Naomi. Always thinking of others first. So did Naomi actually try to do something to get you set up on your own? Oh yes, she's very persistent. Apparently, Naomi had found out that tonight, Boaz and his workers are going to be winnowing barley on the threshing floor, and she wants me to go. Okay, hold on a second. Winnowing? Yes. After we thresh the grains or separate the grains from the stems, the next step is winnowing. We throw it all in the air, and the breeze takes the chaff, and the grains fall right back down so we can collect it. Got it. So, there's some winnowing going on this evening, and Naomi wants you to go. Yep, that's about it. Okay, so, then what is she hoping will happen tonight? Oh, she has a plan. A fully detailed plan she just explained to me about an hour ago. I I don't get it. Let me explain. Wow, okay, Naomi has a plan. And I guess Ruth is thinking about going along with this plan. I guess we'll have to see what this plan is in our next episode. Alrighty, in just a moment, we're going to check out the answer to today's brain teaser, the what's it, and we're going to see how you do on the game show. 
Hello, everyone. We produce this show for two reasons. To help your kids connect with God, and also to reach the farthest corners of the world with the good news of Jesus. If you're enjoying the show and believe that kids across the world could also be blessed by it, could you become one of our supporters so that we can keep making this show? We are a fully listener-supported show, so we need your help. Check out our website at godsgreatearth.com and click on support. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, it's journal time. Let's get our journals out. And of course, I believe it's important to keep a journal, which is basically a blank book or some pages that you can write on to keep track of your thoughts between you and God. And remember, the things that you write are only between you and God. So my journaling question for you today is, describe and write about a blessing that happened to you this week. And by the way, if you're looking to get your own special journal to write in, we have one. Check out our website to get your own copy of the God's Great Earth Journal. Alrighty, everyone, it is time for game show. Hopefully you've been paying attention, so therefore hopefully you will be able to answer these five questions. And of course, if you know the answers, just shout them out nice and loud so everyone around you can hear you. Are you ready? Here we go with question number one. What is the name of the city we visited in China? That's right, Hong Kong. Cool. All right, here we go with question number two. What was the name of the landowner man that was treating Ruth very nice? That's right, Boaz. Cool. Well, let's go to question number three. What's it called when you throw grains in the air? That's right, winnowing. All right, let's go to question number four. What was the low tide to high tide variation in the Bay of Fundy? That's right, 43 feet, wow. All right, and our last question, question number five. What was the name of Madeleine Albright's job? That's right, the US Secretary of State. Very well done, everyone. Okay, it is now time to reveal the answer to today's brain teaser. Hopefully you've had enough time to think about it. Hopefully you have an idea of what it might be. And now, of course, it is time to reveal the answer. But of course, I will read it to you one more time, sent to us by Sela in Pennsylvania. Here is what she sent. You wear me every day, but you never put me on. I will change colors if you leave me out too long in the sun. What am I? Answer, your skin. <laughs> You wear skin every day, you don't put it on. And of course, if you leave it out, it'll get burnt. <laughs> Alrighty. Like I said, if you have a brain teaser that you'd like to share on the show, we would sure love to get it. So please go to our website and fill out that form. And lastly, before we finish up our episode today, we must also reveal the answer to the what's it. You remember the sound. Maybe you already know what it is, but of course, I will play it for you one last time. Here it is. Alrighty, time to reveal the answer. And the answer, yep, those are chicks. <laughs> yep, little chicks chirping away. Cool. Hopefully you got it. I think that was one of our easy ones. Cool. Well, let's see what we do for the next episode. Well, I just can't believe that our time together is up. I have had a blast hanging out with you. Remember, just as Ruth was really going way out of her way to care for Naomi, 
lets us also go out of our way to care for the people that need help around us or supporting them from a distance too. Also, let's remember to keep our eyes peeled for the enemy's tricks and temptations. All he wants to do is trick us into being separated from God. And lastly, as you deal with all the various people you meet in your life, be sure to be the kind of person that is a peacemaker. Love God, love others, and change the world. We'll see you next time here on God's Great Earth.